Who is Guardians rookie pitcher Gavin Williams? Demeter is finally running strong. Join us today where we provide you with the best must-add players heading into the weekend on this action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino, here as always with my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, my better half, Matthew Wane. Yo, yo. As always, you can find us on all social media platforms and podcasting apps. And if you're listening on one like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, we would truly appreciate it if you could do that for us. If you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, hit the little bell below. It subscribes you to the channel, also gives you a notification for every time we drop a new episode. And lastly, but most importantly, please subscribe to us on our new platform, Subtext. If you want a more in-depth and personalized experience with Matt and I and just Locked on Fantasy Baseball in general, Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Stay in the game with eBay Motors guaranteed fit at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay's guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions may apply. Locked on Fantasy Baseball fans, we have a fully loaded episode for you today. As always, let us be your team's secret weapon where we provide you with the best must-add waiver wire players heading into the weekend. And Matt, these prospects just keep on coming and they don't stop, and I'm loving it. Who do we got up first? Yep, can't stop, won't stop. And we got Mr. Gavin Williams here. Now, as we're watching here, Gavin Williams is struggling in his first big league debut but, I mean, it is what it is. This is how I'm treating it. It's his first shot at the bigs coming up from, I believe, what, AAA with only, like, what? I had about 46 innings pitched in there. So, I mean, he had somewhat of a showing in AAA. But, I mean, honestly, I mean, it's a big big jump up from going from minors to bigs. Even though it is Oakland, you know, things still happen. It's also the first time jitters. So, I'm going to give him a pass on this in all honesty. I still think he could be a, a real impactful player for fantasy baseball this year. The kid has a lot of good stuff. Honestly, I think he can come out here and do what Yuri Perez is doing right now. Um, we shall see. I really do like Gavin Williams. Let me give you a little stats to back that up, right? This year between double A and triple A, he has 60 innings pitched. He has 81 Ks. He has a two five four. Uh, no, I'm sorry, two three nine ERA. And my guy is just doing his thing with a sub one uh, whip. Gavin Williams has all the potential in the world. You know, the wide ranges of outcomes. I mean, he could absolutely flop. Like, do not get me wrong. Like, any prospect can come up, no matter how highly touted they are, and flop 100%. We've seen it in the past with Joe Adele. We've seen it with uh, Kelnick. We've seen it with, you know, Vladdy for the first couple of years. Uh, you know, it may take time. Or we see people come up and translate instantly, like Yuri Perez, like Shane Bieber, like Shane McClanahan. You know, there's a wide range Spencer of outcomes. Strider. Spencer Strider. 
he's like a super super freaking translation like he's like instant star Wars. so he's an exception to the rule and looks like maybe even yuri perez gavin williams has like i said a wide range of outcomes that is that that is possible here and i really like him he is my number one pickup so if he's about if he's available in your leagues like run out get him points leagues 100 because you know what like you guys normally most standard points leagues are heavily weighted on pitching pitching is a really hard thing to come by so Gavin Williams could be somebody that could be your pocket ace going late into the season. I really love him. And truthfully, 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 do not sleep on Gavin Williams. Yeah, Matt, oh, I'm, I'm definitely highly disappointed in Gavin Williams so far today. I think you mentioned the four runs today so far through four innings against Oakland with only two strikeouts. It's, it's, a, it's, a, poor, it's a poor debut. It's still Gavin going, Williams. though. It, it, it looks like he's still going, you know, let's see how he does fifth, makes it to the sixth. Maybe, you know, it'll be a little, things will look a little bit better in the overall line, but still it's just not looking great. The thing with Gavin Williams is he's a little bit more Bryce Miller-ish than Yuri Perez-ish, uh, than Yuri Perez-ish in my opinion, because Yuri has pretty good breaking stuff as to where Gavin Williams' fastball is great. Throws anywhere from like 94 to 100 miles an hour, but the breaking stuff isn't as, you know, developed yet as like a Yuri Perez is. And same thing with Bryce Miller. That's why I'm comparing him to Bryce Miller. Bryce Miller is a very fastball-heavy pitcher. I know he's been working on his sweeper, which looks a little bit better through his last couple of starts. I hope Gavin Williams can develop those secondary pitches and the breaking stuff, you know, a little bit better. Uh, while he's here in the bigs, you know, he's definitely got the guys to learn from with, you know, Bieber and the rest of the crew there in Cleveland. So, Hopefully that comes off for Gavin Williams. Matt, you did a great breakdown here on Gavin Williams. I definitely think he's a must-add. Uh, he's 44% owned on Yahoo, so he's definitely climbing up there. I, I agree, though. Grab him now before, you know, it takes off and he winds up being like, you know, 70 80% owned. And if that next start goes good, I'm not sure who it's going to be against. But I could check real quick, possibly. Kansas City, maybe. So, you know, it's actually another good start. You know, no Vinny P. They just got to really worry about Bobby Witt. And... You know, definitely Gavin Williams could definitely be good. The upside is there. So he's he is a must have. But let's move on to one of our boys. Uh, you know, if you guys are with us in the offseason, you know, uh, Reed Detmers, you know, the the pun that we came up with is Demeter's running. I think it was specifically Matt. So, you know, kudos to Matt. Matt's the nick nickname guy around here. He's coming up with all the great nicknames. And Demeter is officially running strong, as I mentioned at the top of the episode. Last three starts, eight strikeouts in each of them. Two very good teams with the Dodgers and the Texas Rangers. Two very good lineups. He handled them both very, very well. Let me get you those numbers over the last 30 days for Detmers because he's just been absolutely dominant. And he's still only 37% owned right now on Yahoo. We all know the upside for Detmers. You know, he had a very good, you know, run last year throughout the end of the year. Uh, 28 innings for Detmers, 31 strikeouts, 2.83 ERA and a 1.26 whip over the last 30 days. So those numbers look very, very strong. And who does he have up next? Gets the White Sox. You know, another good team. Really just have to worry about Luis Robert and Eloy there. Otherwise, lineup is not as good as it used to be. So I think Detmers, another must add. We have a lot of good starting pitchers for you today. And you kind of pick and choose your best. If uh, I might rank them when they're all said and done and we have all the names out there. But De- Reed Detmers, the meter is running strong. Go add him. Yeah, 100%. Um the meter is running, and you know what? Quite honestly, he's parked maybe on your waiver wire. And you know what? Somebody's going to figure that out soon and need to pick him up. I keep, we keep saying, especially me, about how, how how pitching is weak on the waivers. 
you know, these are the, the names we're going to throw out today or throwing out today are probably your best bet at who's going to hit here for at least a couple weeks. And this next guy is proof in the pudding right here. I'm going to try and keep this quick. Mr. Ranger Suarez started off the year slow after coming back from the injury. But I mean, who didn't see that coming? A pitcher coming back from injury and starting off slow. Right. But now he's really turned it on here. On the last month, he's had 37 innings pitch. He has one win, 34 Ks, 239 ERA with a 106 whip. Low-key Ranger Suarez has really good stats throughout his career. He is a career 316 ERA. He's really not a K per nine guy, but he gets really close. I mean, actually on his career, he he's uh, about 40 Ks off his total innings pitched. So, you know, that's kind of really where you're going to be. He's not going to get you a K for nine, but he is going to get the job done. Keep the ERA down and chip you in about four or five Ks. And with the Phillies, there's a good chance they could churn out a win because they're they're playing a lot better than the start of the season. So Ranger Suarez is definitely a must add right now. And before I chime in and give my take on Ranger Suarez, uh, we up next we have another guy with a great nickname, the pitcher for Tampa, a guy who's coming back on Friday, got some upside there. And then we go into the bats there, and one of Matt's boys from the Twins is definitely somebody we need to talk about. But real quick, today's episode is sponsored by the clothing company Bird Dogs. Looking for clothes that redefine comfort and style? Look no further than Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you makes you look good with Bird Dogs khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They fit way better better than regular shorts and are made of a made better. Jesus, I'm struggling through this one, Matt. This is my one of my first times here. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses an anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon but fit way better. Bird Dogs just sent Matt and I some shorts and we're absolutely obsessed with them. So go to birddogs.com slash MLB and when you get when you enter the promo code Locked on MLB, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. Also, everydayers and new listeners, if you enjoy this podcast, Matt and I are now offering a more in-depth, personalized experience on a new website called Subtext. If you subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Subtext website and become a member of the Everydayers Diamond Club, you'll now have direct, unlimited access to us. Members of the Diamond Club will get instant alerts and takes on prospect call-ups, injuries, and in-depth waiver wire ads. Best of all, we'll be answering all of your questions right away. Subscribing to us on Subtext will give you a leg up on the competition and help you lead to an help lead you to an everyday or championship. The link to subscribe in our Subtext will be in the description of this video, podcast, and in our link tree, which is in all of our social media bios. Don't miss out on the opportunity with a free 14-day trial and only $4.99 a month after that, where Matt and I will help you bring home that everydayers championship. But with all that being said, and me uh, struggling through that, <laughs> Matt. Uh, oh, actually, I'll, let me let me keep going. I'll, I'll I'll give my Ranger Suarez take. I might as well just keep going at this point. 
Um, Ranger Suarez is a very good pitcher. Still only 27 years old. He had that 2021 season where I picked him up in almost every fantasy league I was in with that 136 ERA, 106 innings, 107 Ks, and that clean one whip. I mean, it was fantastic. A lot of those starts came against like the Pirates and, you know, teams that weren't really that good at the time. I think a couple of them were against Detroit. So, you know, it was kind of like, okay, will this guy keep it going? And then last year, he had a pretty solid year, too, with that 3.65 ERA. Uh, the whip was a little bit high. So I think where Ranger Shore struggles with his control a little bit, um, he suppresses runs almost at that K per nine this year. Uh, Going to win you some games with that, you know, good Phillies team. Hopefully, you know, his record's one and two so far. So hopefully he picks you up a couple more wins. Probably a little bit closer to the bottom of the guys we're talking about today, in my opinion. But Suarez is still 37% owned, and let's see who he gets up next. He looks like he's going to get the Mets, which is a tough matchup, but we'll see how things go. Ranger Suarez definitely worth the ad. But, uh, Matt, take this next guy, please. please. Yeah, I got you. I got you. We're going to talk about Mr. Taj Mahal Bradley. Uh, My guy has had a very... Yeah, had a very up and down kind of season so far, but he has great stuff. You know, he has had a couple starts where, you know, he goes out there, he'll have like a 415 ERA, but have 11 Ks. Like his last start against Oakland, which Gavin Williams should be doing. Um, <laughs> then he goes out against Texas, gets lit up, and then, you know, handles himself like a man against Boston, against Chicago, gets lit up against Toronto, handles the Mets, and then gets lit up on his first start. Against, well, not his first start, but one of his first starts against Houston. I mean, he does have a lot of upside. The K upside is absolutely phenomenal. Like, you know, if you're just like, whatever, you really can't win ERA or just, you know, need to get the W, Taj Mahal might be able to go out there and get the job done for you. And quite honestly, I think this last start against Baltimore, he went out and had a K, eight Ks and a 1-5 ERA. It could be the start of something special. I'm not going to say he's going to have a sub-2 ERA moving forward, but I am going to say – you know, maybe he's running it in, maybe he's finding his comfort zone, and maybe, you know, he's kind of figuring out what his pitch mix is now that he's in the bigs. Taj Mahal has a, is a very special talent. I do love this kid. There is the, um, downside to him, like, hey, he's still young, he still can make mistakes, but my opinion, he's right up there with everybody we've talked about earlier. Not my number one, but probably my number three. And I really do love Taj Mahal Bradley 100% this year. You need to scoop him up if you can. Um, you might even want to think about even trading for him. He's he's available in about 41% of leagues, 59% owned. So I would even consider trading for him, seeing if that m- manager doesn't know too much about him and is willing to move on from uh, move on and move him for something that somebody that's kind of overperforming and kind of sneak him in in a trade. I really do like Taj Mahal Bradley, and you should think about adding him. Yeah, I'm I'm big on Taj. I'll be honest with you. I I think he's my number one starting pitcher that we're talking about today. I think I would take him over pretty much everybody that we've talked about at this point. The thing is, is the upside is there. He has a great pitch mix with a good fastball, good breaking stuff. Uh, I think he has the a lot a lot of upside. His out of his last one, two, three, four, five starts. Three of them are very inspiring. There's one mixed in there that was all right against Boston with the five inning, six Ks, uh, three runs, and the whip was a little high in that one. But his last two starts, as Matt mentioned, 11 Ks against Oakland, three runs. Whip was a little bit high at 1-6. But then today he pitched against you know Baltimore, six innings, eight Ks, one run, 0-5 whip. Fantastic. Think he's turning a corner, as Matt mentioned. I'll give you his ERA and whip with this um, start included. It's a 3.86 ERA and a 1.20 whip on the season for Bradley. 
well over that K per nine number. And the thing with Taj is, is that he actually had threw 133 innings last year. So uh, I could see him throwing 160, 170, 175. If Tampa wants to let him go and just run it out there, I don't see why not. You know, I mean, Tampa is one of the best teams in baseball, and I think Taj is going to be one of the big reasons they make that strong playoff and World Series push. So let the kid throw, and I don't see why they wouldn't really let him, you know, just keep going as, you know, I said that innings number was at 133 last year. Let's move on to our last uh, pitcher here before we move on to some great bats for you guys. And I know we've talked about this guy a little bit. Maybe we're talking about him too much, but Kenta Maeda. Kenta Maeda is a little sneaky ad right now at 18% owned on Yahoo. He's coming back Friday, and he's got a nice, juicy matchup against the Detroit Tigers. So you're going to want to add him for that one. The Tigers have been very, very uh, poor this season. Uh, You know, Kenta Maeda has only thrown 16 innings this year, so you can't judge him by that. You know, I really wouldn't. Go look at those numbers and feel any type of way about it. Kenta Maeda is somebody that has a lot of talent. You know, a couple years back, you know, he put his uh, hat into that Cy Young race. I believe it was 2020. Just let me double check myself here. Uh, yeah, it was 2020. And in 2020, Maeda went 6-1 and one with a 270 ERA, 11 starts, 66 innings, 80 Ks. And he had a 075 whip. So, you know, if Maeda can get back on track and, you know, I don't think he's going to be that good, but a mid mid three ZRA over a K per nine, a pretty solid whip. I think Maeda is a, a pretty solid ed, you know, going into, you know, the weekend here with that start against Detroit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, love me some Kenta Maeda. My guy could really turn it around. It looked like his first start of the season was real nice. And it looked like all throughout spring he was having a decent spring and then the injury popped up with his tricep. And they had to shut him down. He should be starting this weekend, which is great. So I'd really consider adding him. And before we move on and we talk about a great bat from the Guardians, uh, a catcher from Toronto, and another catcher from the Guardians that everybody's been chatting about, we got a great sponsor you got to talk about here. All right. And without further ado, guys, we're going to talk about Mr. Ahmed or Rosario, we've been getting a lot of questions about him. Should I add him? Should I not? You know, what am I willing to do here and who am I willing to give up? So if you have a middling bat that isn't like a Byron Buxton on your bench and you're, you're a little frustrated with the end of your bench, drop him and pick up uh, Ahmed Rosario, and I'll tell you why. Ahmed is batting is batting averages lights out right now. Over the last two weeks, he's batting about a 385. This last week, a 481. Like, you my number one rule, and you guys keep hearing me say it every single one of these waiver wire episodes, batting average off the waiver wires is a must-add for me. And he's been consistent through two weeks and through a whole month batting 278. So he is holding his own. Now, we all know what Ahmed Rosario is. He's not going to get you a lot of home runs. but he's The Guardians aren't going to give him a lot of ribbies, but he might have an opportunity to get some runs. We shall see, but it's not going to be something that's going to blow you away. But... So if you need batting average help, you have like a Joey Gallo in the lineup or, you know, a struggling power bat that's somebody that hasn't gotten their groove yet. Ahmed Rosario can subsidize the pain that you're getting in your batting average category and every, and he could chip you in the steals. So he'll be like a two-category contributor and then every once in a while chip you in a few runs and a few ribbies. And if you're really lucky, maybe a home run on the week. Right now, uh, Ahmed Rosario is about 47% owned and I feel like He's not a must-add, but if you missed out on steals and, like I said, somebody's kind of destroying your batting average, but they're hitting for power, 
he could supplement that and be a good ad for you, especially on those off days. So definitely take a look at Ahmed Rosario. Matt, great, awesome take. I'll just chime in with saying that he's a three-category guy. As you mentioned, he's going to help you in runs. He's going to help you in steals. He's going to help you in batting average. Career 273 hitter is Ahmed Rosario. So definitely go out there and give him a shot. As we always say, shortstop has been quite dreadful this year. You know, he could definitely help you at the shortstop position. But let's transition to an, into another guardian here. And let's talk about Bo Naylor. I know we've been getting a lot of questions about Bo Naylor, you know, a lot of noise being made about Bo Naylor. I'm going to start by saying this. I 100,000% will take Henry Davis over him. If you have the choice still between Henry Davis and Bo Naylor, I'm taking Henry Davis. There's a reason Henry Davis was the number one pick. You know, he's had a couple of hard hit balls so far, and I think he's going to take off at some point. But let's talk about Bo Naylor, though. You know, Bo Naylor is nothing to, you know, sneeze at either. You know, the 23-year-old, you know, catcher here for the Guardians is a, you know, pretty highly touted prospect. He's got a decent amount of power. He's also got some speed in him. Uh, he's not going to blow you away with the batting average. I think he could be like a 240, 250 hitter, you know, for the rest of the season. Maybe you get 15 home runs and let's say like 10 steals out of him with that, you know, uh, mediocre batting average. But you know what? With catcher being the way it is this year, man, uh, it almost kind of pays off to at least have a second catcher on your roster, even in a one-catcher league, so you can kind of keep riding the hot hand if you have one of the Contreras brothers, if you have Kirk who just went down. Uh, and guys, uh, even Tyler Stevenson, who's been kind of mediocre, you might want to supplement them with having a Henry Davis or a Bo Naylor on your roster. So, hey, you could always just be playing the hot hand and see where things go. But Bo Naylor, as I mentioned, you know, has some upside. That Guardians lineup is all right. It's not as good as we kind of thought it was going to be. But you can give Bo Naylor a chance. He's only 14% owned on Yahoo. That has to be way higher, especially in those two catcher leagues and those deeper 15-man leagues. Uh, Bo Naylor is definitely a starting catcher in both of those types of formats. Great take, Tom. I don't feel I need to add anything. Quite honestly, you pretty much nailed it. Add Bo Naylor, guys. But let's move on here. Let's talk about Mr. Danny Jansen. Um, Honestly, your direct replacement for Alejandro Kirk. My guy is going to play every day at the catcher position, which is a bonus. There's nobody in his way. So the only time you're probably going to see him catch a catch a day off is if he, they're giving him a break. Danny Jansen has power. Um, you know, if he does play every day, there's a lot of home run upside. There's ribby upside because we know what we know what Toronto can be. And obviously runs. He's not going to steal your bases. He's going to mutilate your batting average. But I mean, again, if you're getting the other three categories, and um, from your catcher position, that's great. That's chipping in. And quite honestly, if he plays four days a week, five days, and he's not going to destroy your batting average over the last week, too. He is hitting 273. He also had three home runs last week, four ribs, and three runs. So Danny Jansen is contributing right now, and you need to go scoop him up, especially if you're struggling at catcher. You know, like there's catcher has been atrocious, like Dom just said when he was talking about Bo Naylor. Danny Jansen is going to play for the foreseeable future. You know, Alejandro Kirk has a uh, hand contusion and you know what? They may want to, that may take a couple of weeks just for him to get back because they want him to be able to do all the things that is right. He's not just, you know, a regular old, you know, baseball, baseball. And I mean, sorry, regular old position, like first, second, third outfield, right? He has to catch the ball at 95 miles an hour. So, you know, and he's going to have to throw to throw over a much harder position. 
So catcher is probably the second hardest position all field, in my opinion. So they may take their time with bringing back Kirk. So Danny Jansen has short-term value, but a lot of value in that short time. So definitely ahead Danny Jansen. Yeah, I mean, I'm not thrilled about Danny Jansen. I just I feel like if you missed out on Naylor and Davis and you're just struggling at the catcher position, it's kind of like a juicy orange situation with Danny Jansen here. As Matt mentioned, he's got power. He's been hitting for it over the past seven days. So, like I said, 19% owned. If you need Danny Jansen, he's out there in a lot of leagues. Feel free to add him. You know, that Blue Jays lineup is pretty solid over there. But Matt Gray takes, so I'm not going to add much more. But let's talk about one of Matt's boys. So I'll keep it short, and I'll let Matt, you know, do the pretty much deep dive here, and it's Royce Lewis. Now, Royce Lewis has had some ups and downs since he, you know, got called back up. And, you know, it's with with fair reason. You know, he's recovering from a tough injury. Matt, ACL, right? Second ACL for yeah. Royce Lewis, I think. Yes, it is. Yeah, so – so with Royce, you know, it's bound to be some up and downs. It looks like he's getting a couple of days off here and there to rest. So, you know, but the numbers on the overall season look pretty good. With the 311 batting average, three homers, 11 RBIs, seven runs, no steals. I'd love to see him, you know, start taking off on those base paths a little bit more, especially, you know, with steals being up, those bigger bases are paying off for a lot of players. I think Royce Lewis can get involved in that mix right now. He's actually down 7% ownership on the last week, which I think is kind of a little bit stunning in my opinion. You know, 35% own total right now for Royce Lewis on Yahoo. That needs to be higher. Royce Lewis, you know, was a very, very highly touted prospect. A lot of upside. But, Matt, I'll, I'll let you deep dive here on Royce Lewis if you want. That's kind of my two cents. Just you can't, He kind of should be owned in a lot more leagues than he is. Absolutely. I mean, 35% is atrocious, and thank you for handing it off. I'm really excited to talk about him. Um, you know what? Course, I bro. get I get it. He had a bad week and he really just was kind of looking ugly. He didn't really do much. And for them, for the average baseball fan, they don't know who Royce Lewis is. He's been a top prospect for a long time. If it wasn't for the fact he got the first ACL injury and then the second one last year, we would be talking about Royce Lewis in a much higher regards because he was one of the few players that translated from instantly coming up. And I mean, look, baseball players slump like it just it is what it is. But he's performing. I mean, last through last two weeks have just been great for him. Four runs, a bomb, five ribs, three eighty nine. Like the counting stats aren't really great right now, but I mean they're gonna come. But three eighty nine, three eighty nine from a guy that just got the call again for barely playing what twenty five games in the bigs his total career. Like, come on now. Like Royce Lewis is gonna get the job done, and. I think there's so much upside. And Dom said he hasn't even started running the bases yet. I think they're kind of giving him the pause button on that to make sure that the ACL is okay. Once that's once that starts moving and grooving and they say they got the feeling that he's, he's good, here comes the five-category contributor because he does have power and he can steal bases out to Wazoo. Royce Lewis has a lot of upside in that category, so you need to scoop him up. 35% is way too low. And with shortstop looking like this, you need to really put that on and really add him everywhere you look. You're going to be smiling all the way to the everydayers championship with Royce Lewis on your team. All right. Let's talk about this last dude here, and then we're going to get up out of here. Let's talk about Mr. Eddie Rosario. We got all the Rosarios on this. I mean, shoot, is this a pizzeria? I don't know. <laughs> you know, sorry, guys. Uh, it's a little Staten Island joke where uh, Dom and I are from. But... uh let me just get this up real quick. Apologize. Here we go. All right. Eddie Rosario, again, one, he's hitting my batting average rule. He's hitting about 
318 over the last month, 341 over the last two weeks, and 556 last week. And last week was just monstrous. With 10 runs, 5 bombs, 11 ribs, batting 556. How you doing? If you happen to play them in so rare, you're chilling. Uh, if you played them in FanDuel all week, you're really chilling. If you played them in your fantasy lineup all week, you're looking like gold. Those stats are hard to come by in a single week. Now, he's not this good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Rosario's got a little power in him. But, like, this kind of week is just like it's just like a once-in-a-lifetime week. Like, you ever see the episode of How I Met Your Mother, mother with Barney in the perfect week? Like, hey, Harry Rosario pretty much had, like, the perfect week. This ain't going to happen again, but he's still hot as hell because the batting average over the last month is indicative of what he's going to do. So he's going to put the bat to the ball. He's going to get counting stats, and he's going to get you at least runs. Home runs, we'll see, maybe one or two. That's great. And the ribs on Atlanta Braves, that comes with ease and the runs. So, I mean, quite honestly, Eddie Rosario is a must-add. I wouldn't be running out to go get him, but he is 48% owned. So if you're struggling right now and you need batting average, need runs and ribs to influx your, your for the week, Rosario's your guy, and definitely take a look. Yeah, man. So I, I agree with pretty much everything you said there, except I, I think I think you got to add him. I think he I think you go. I think it's a pause the podcast if you got this far. Add him if he's he's available and uh, he's owned in forty eight percent of Yahoo leagues. But the thing with Eddie Rosario is, out of all the batters that we talked about today, this guy you know is the most uh, finely tuned. He's been around. He's done it before. It reminds me of back when I had Eddie Rosario pretty much every year from like 2017 to 2019 where he was an all-star caliber. The power's legit. The The guy has a 32 home run season. He has a 27 home run season. He has a 24 home run season in 138 games. The 32 home runs actually came in 137 games. And then he kind of, you know, the 2020 was a short season. I don't count that for anybody. In 2021, he was banged up. Last year, he was banged up as well. But a healthy Eddie Rosario is an all-star caliber player. He can literally contribute in five categories. Uh, steals, he's 31, so the sprint speed is a little bit you know, lower than it used to be. But, hey, he can get you you know, seven to ten steals. The batting average, he's a career 270 guy, so he's right on par. But the runs in the RBIs, as Matt mentioned, are legit in that Braves lineup. You know, he's hitting seventh, which is actually a nice little sweet spot in that lineup because the bottom of the Braves lineup isn't bad. The guys in front of him are pretty strong, too, so he could drive him in and be driven in. <laughs> Eddie Rosario, must add, honestly, if he's out there in your leagues, go out there and pick him up. But with that being said, Matt, anything else before we wrap it up? Nah, just, uh, you know, don't give up yet, guys. Um, if you made it this far, don't give up. Because everybody else is about to give up. And here at, here at Locked On Fantasy Baseball, we don't give up. And that's how we sneak our way into the show. And then once we're at the show and we're playing in the playoffs, it's anybody's game. And we're going to guide you to that every day as championship. So just keep staying tuned because this is how you win championships. But Dom, take it away. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is uh, well said, my brother. But, guys, that is all for today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. And especially subscribe on Subtext, guys. We're telling you, if you're not a member of the Diamond Club yet, you're truly missing out on a great experience. But make sure you lock on in for a new episode tomorrow. And a shout-out to our everydayers and new listeners. We truly appreciate you all. But, guys, until tomorrow, see you. Peace.